Hello, sippers, tea and champagne sippers. We are back for a special episode today, and we have a special guest with us. Her name is Nikki Washington. Hello, Nikki. Hi, ladies. Hi, Hi sippers. And unintentionally, we love Nikki so much. We'll we'll get into what Nikki does, but we're all dressed alike right now. Repping the set. Let's turn up today. We got our uh, Art Biden and Micah sweatshirt on. Hey. Love is real. Love is real. So we're going to go ahead and get into the announcements because we have a lot to discuss with Nikki Washington and we are going to be so respectful of your time. We appreciate you being here. For sure. Um, Thank you. So let's get into the announcements. Zippers, thank you all again for coming back and listening to us. Um, if you have any questions and would like to contact us, please email us at teaandchampagnepod at gmail.com. Also, we want to say thank you guys for nominating us for the 2024 BEC Award. Thank y'all. Hey. <laughs> that is love. You know, done the assignment for a year, and you guys thought of us. You thought that we were the best podcast in the city in Chattown. So, you know, thank y'all for looking out for us, and we appreciate it. So now you know what you got to do. You got to vote. You got to vote. You got to tell everybody to vote. It's just That's one button. Dope. Just one button. <laughs> and we'll put the link in information um, in the bio of, in the description of this episode. And also, we still got some more tea for y'all that we still ain't telling y'all yet. It's brewing. <laughs> it's still brewing, but we still got the rest of the tea, that tea that we've been talking about for the last three episodes. It's still happening, but we just ain't told y'all what it is yet. So let's see. We put the tea bag in. Now we finna get the sugar and honey. Ooh, wee. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's some good tea. You know what I mean? I like and it. And maybe next week we'll put the lemon in it. Yeah, because it's piping hot. Okay, so let's go ahead and introduce our Black Business of the Week. Our Black Business is simply Art by Namika, which is our guest today. And Art by Namika is a Black-owned, woman-owned brand that represents freedom. The slogan, Art Without Structure, is Art without structure is freedom of the soul. Simply means giving your feelings, emotions, and spirit permission to guide your being and authenticity. Art by Namika was created with the vision of accepting who you are while being creative and going after your dreams. Okay. The ultimate goal is to inspire all to reach their next level of self while enjoying the passion and gifts of life no matter the situation so you can find nikki's website and support her black business at artbynamica.com and that is n-i-m-i-k-a namica that's right please get on that site because nikki her stuff be selling out. I ain't even gonna lie. I referred someone to your site not too long ago because, you know, I got one of your prints when you came to our city. Yeah. And they was like, yo, that piece is hot. And I said, go on her website. <laughs> and it was out of 
Like I said, people are out here buying her stuff. You got to hop on it as soon as you see it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so, um, mm-hmm. I love that message. It was deep. Giving your spirit permission to be your authentic self, y'all. Nikki about her shit. So, yeah. Definitely. It's a real one. And y'all before we kind of walk you into Nikki, I just want to say Nikki and I have been, you know, great friends. We met in Atlanta. We mm-hmm. met at the Atlanta Theater Festival, and we yep. signed up as volunteers, mm-hmm. and we volunteered at the concession stand, yep. and when I met Nikki, I was kind of like just drawn into her, because she had this cute um, curly mohawk. She had this cute curly mohawk, and it was like shaved or something in the back. Like it was like really cute. Like I was like, oh, this y'all making so me fun. blush so much. I don't, y'all don't even understand. Like dang, like this fly. And we just started talking, and she was her authentic self. Like she has the type of spirit that. I think I was just telling her all my problems. Like I'm like I'm living with my auntie. I'm not getting no sleep right now. Because I was just rushing to Atlanta. And um, she just kind of accepted me. And we exchanged numbers. And I think we probably, well, I know I was living in the city for a year before we actually reconnected. And she invited me to her art show. And she's just, you know, been a warm spirit ever since. She's probably one of the only good people that I've met in Atlanta. (laughs) One of the few. Wow. Yeah. And then um, we used to like kick it and have our self care Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like we used to hike up Stone Mountain yep. on Sundays. Basically, go to like that um that trail. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, I, y'all was literally living insecure. Dang. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> we did. And then for my was it my thirtieth birthday? I think I was turning thirty. Now I was turning mm-hmm. thirty two. She, um, cause if we was in the pandemic mm-hmm. and I had just lost my job and Nikki, uh, threw me a party at my house. <laughs> she cooked Caribbean food. She oh. brought the whole I had the champagne, you know, yes. Yes. And the Prosecco. And so she's just always been a genuine spirit. Um, you know, during that time I was like experiencing a lot of depression and, um, I decided to go to therapy around that time, but Nikki was just always somebody to lean on during that time. Yeah. And um, yeah, so that this is my friend, you know. And so I'll yes. let you take lead from here. <laughs> that is a story to be shared. <laughs> Nikki is yeah. definitely someone we all need. We need we all need a Nikki, and since Nikki can't be everywhere. She has joined our podcast so that she can reach so many people. And I hope you guys. I'm a life coach. By, I'm a life coach by spirit, baby. Okay. Okay. Well, I like where you was going, but I was like, now nah, I got to tap in and do, make a face or something. Okay. Okay. But Nikki, yes. didn't, you, didn't you do some certification for something? I, I became a certified brain injury specialist. Um, after I left that, yeah, yeah, but I did, I probably, I probably did share with you that I did have an interest in that. When I left that particular job, it was my goal to get into life coaching, but I just never pursued it. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's okay. That's it totally is. fine. It is. Shoot. It is. It's 
it's still, I mean, and then what you're certified in is still almost kind of relevant because those people you had to rehabilitate, I guess, mm-hmm. into like normal, uh, coherent things, I guess. Um, well, so well, after, after their rehab um, with occupational therapy, you know, they would come to our program <laughs> and relearn skills that they either lost or that they were still, they were struggling with. Like they weren't even 50% good at cooking. So like I I ran and um, managed the kitchen unit, right? So we would yeah. prep food from scratch every single day. So teaching them skills like how to hold a knife, how to chop oh. the um, vegetables, you know, how to clean chicken or meat, how to um, prep a salad, how to follow directions. So everyday things that we feel that come naturally to us to them, yeah. you know, they had to start from square one. A lot of them, majority of them had to start from square one or they were picking up on what was left over from those skills um, at that time. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you still, you, you, you are credentialed essentially. And I, I mean, mean, that's not, we're not going to, you know, discredit that. Yeah. Yeah. That's important. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll. We good we on that. Leave all of it in, or we could take some of it out. I don't even mm-hmm. care. I think all of that mm-hmm. is real. Look, yeah, the authenticity, right? It is. It is. Okay, I like that. Well, mm-hmm. no, nonetheless, whether she's been credentialed in life coaching or credentialed in rehabilitation, she she knows her stuff, and we are grateful for your presence, and Thank we you. are very grateful for your time and. Today, we're going to talk about imposter syndrome and how you can give us some insight into how that plays into our lives, how it plays into mental health, because we definitely advocate for mental health on our show. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. this is a whole nother perspective that we have with you being on, because Mm -hmm. we know you are engaged with your art, but your art has had an impact on your mental health, I'm sure, and on everyone else's. Yes. So imposter syndrome is a branch into that. You know, mental health Mm -hmm. is a branch of all these different things. And imposter syndrome is just one little stick of it Mm -hmm. that we want to tap into. We want to focus on it because I think a lot of people can relate to it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of people can relate to it. And we're going to open the topic up with an icebreaker. And excuse me real quick. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. We can't proceed without allowing me to say something about you ladies. Like, first of all, (laughs) I have to say thank you. First, first of all, thank you. Like, not only for inviting me, but for allowing me to be a space, to be a motivating force in your life. Like, not even on a, a plateau or realm of what I do, just on genuine, humble human nature interactions you know when I first met you D it was like instant connection you know it wasn't I didn't feel like you were being a fraud I didn't feel like you were trying to you know be somebody that you're not like you were your genuine self and I love that bubbly aspect of you it just shows who you are as an individual like your personality it just shines bright you know Lena you already know like you go back (laughs) Like spinal cords, you know what I'm saying? Like from the moment I met you, like you said, you shared some things that I'm just like, man, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm always in the right position at the right time for someone else, you know, because I know how to be there for myself. And the way you have shown up for me, just as, as you feel like I have shown up for you, I thank you. 
Like, I thank you. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I felt like I kind of was slipping at times or I might have done something, like, you you would check me on it or you would bring it to my acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? And I genuinely appreciate that. And I feel like in having friendships, we should always be able to have that type of relationship with each other because that's how we hold each other accountable and that's how we become better human beings. This podcast that you guys are... <laughs> Ladies, like, I mean, it's one thing to talk about something, but to follow through with it, execute, and you guys are like continuously keeping up and doing the work of what you said you were going to do. You're following your own blueprint. So flowers back to you, ladies. I really want you ladies to continue reaching for the highest of the highs. Like, even when you feel like you can't reach anymore, keep on reaching because it's a little bit more there for you guys to reach. So I genuinely appreciate you ladies. And I thank you guys for having me um, today. Yo, bless. <laughs> I wish I knew how to work this thing where I could do the... Uh, <laughs> we don't learn that now. <laughs> we appreciate it. Thank you, thank you. you. That's, thank you. that's awesome to hear. Like, them words came right on time. Especially for me. Like, if thank I ain't you. never needed it, I needed it today more than anything. So thank you. You're very welcome. Hold up. And Lena, Lena said I invited her to my art show. She actually helped host my art show, my solo <laughs> art show in Atlanta. Let's not forget. Okay. She like, this, this was at the peak of COVID. Like the, 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 excuse me, at the very beginning of COVID, like my birthday was March 11th. And I think they put it out into the world. Like this is what's going on. The show was March 14th. And Lena she man she was a ride or die for that entire <laughs> event like thank you so she That's just she she just didn't show That's up to dog. one of my art shows she helped facilitate and host okay my solo art show in atlanta so thank you gotta give you more props so on that. <laughs> and i have grown so much like i'll do it again Look. Like, i have grown so much because i remember nikki was like lady you think you can handle this and i was like yeah
for you in the way that you see someone else elevating and succeeding at something, right? And for me at 16, I'm thinking strictly basketball. <laughs> I'm thinking strictly basketball. Like, I know that I was good, but I wasn't great. But I would dumb myself down like I'm not even good enough for real to play amongst these women who they appear like their confidence is so high. They appear as if, you know, they just have it. And looking back, it's like, no, you were just as capable. If you would have, maybe if you would have practiced a little bit harder, then yeah, you know what I'm saying? But you had it then. You just didn't believe as much as you should have. And now that I have what I have now, mentally, spiritually, emotionally, if I could have given that to my 16-year-old self, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I would have doubted myself as much. And at the time, too, I feel like I had a lot going on then, you know what I'm saying? Like my relationship with my dad, that wasn't where I feel like it should have been. So some of the things that, you know, I've heard from him, that made me self-doubt myself. You know what I'm saying? Not just in that one particular area, but in a lot of things. But you carry that with you as you try new things. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So it's mm -hmm. almost like, girl, you okay. Like, you got it. You actually do have it. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. I like that. I like that, too, because you thinking people are people are an expert and mm -hmm. if, if you discredit your own expertise thinking about what they're doing mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. I, yeah i can relate mm -hmm. that. what about what about you lena if you could go back to 16 year old oh, lena what um, you gonna tell that girl i would probably tell my sister i mean tell myself like you don't have to do everything your sister does mm -hmm. like you don't have to like your sister because Renee was that girl, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And, like, she had the sweet 16. She had, we had, me and my sister had different dads. So, like, her dad's side would kind of, like, show up for her. Mm. So, she would have, she got to have, like, this <clears throat> big 16, sweet 16 party. And I yeah. thought that I was supposed to have that, too, you know? And when things didn't pan out the way I thought my life would pan out, like, my sister's, I think I was just kind of feeling like I wasn't good enough for things. You know what I mean? And um, I would tell her, like, tell little Lena, like, you are unique and you don't have to be like everybody else. Because at that time, it was just hard to, like, yeah. figure out who you are at yeah. 16. Then I went to, like, a performing arts school. Mm -hmm. It was so much competition mm -hmm. there. So I'm trying to compete with my sister and be just like her and mm -hmm. then trying to compete with my peers and like feeling like, cause my, my gift at the time was singing at the time. Um, don't, don't ask me to hold no <laughs> note today. I probably need to warm up a few, a few vocals. Not asking me, but I'm saying like at the time, like, I, you know, a lot of my peers would, you know, be the solo singer or, you know, the lead performer in a musical theater play and stuff like that. And I wanted to, but I just didn't feel like I was good enough to even try. Mm -hmm. So I would just tell my little 16-year-old Lena um, to try, to yeah. try. And it's okay to be yourself. 
So that's important. That kind of blends to what I would tell 16 year old D. Mm -hmm. I was in a position where I had just moved down south. Like I was living in DC for I don't know how long. Mm -hmm. I was there from elementary school through high school. So transitioning from Maryland to Chattanooga was almost like a culture shock. Mm -hmm. And I was coming down here trying to find where I fit in. I had an accent. I had on like I was trying to I was I was trying to be cool with all the new shoes and all the clothes and like but we had to wear a uniform and I was trying to like <laughs> Rock, <laughs> rock the tightest polos I could find, and then I was getting a lot of attention from the wrong kind of people. And mm. so I would just talk to her, like, "Girl, first of all, boys gonna always be there. You got the rest mm. of your life." And I be telling my kids that all the time when they try to come to me with their woes and the boys, mm. and I'm just like, "I'm not studying what y'all talking about, boy. You y'all got at least another twenty years to flirt." Mm. So I would tell her that you got another twenty years to flirt. Mm. Um, feel like you out here to impress them mm -hmm. you know it ain't about you trying to impress them second of all find camaraderie with your classmates like I think I was so shy and I was so insecure about how their perception of me was going to be I wasn't as outgoing as I should have been I was you know I think there was some type of imposter syndrome about being accepted for who I was and I would just tell her don't worry about what they think. Like, just do what you're going to do, regardless of what people are going to think. Like, be okay with people not liking you and do it anyway. Mm -hmm. be okay. I would tell her that. I would be like, be okay with people not liking you. You want to do powder puff? Or, um, you know, when the girls do the football and the dudes do the... I signed up for that, and then I backed out. Because I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not trying to look silly. I'm not athletic. I don't want to make the team look bad. And I go back and tell her, don't worry about making everybody look bad. Just do it anyway. If they don't like you, they don't like you. Fuck That's them. That's it. That's it. They don't know what they be doing either. Right? No, exactly. You know? Exactly. So I think I would definitely tell her that. And that's something I could tell myself that even as an adult. Yeah. Like, just quit worrying about whether or not somebody gonna like you or like what you did and just do it anyway and if mm -hmm. they don't like it fuck it at least you did it mm -hmm. that, that, so. that part that part and that's the energy i feel like we put towards this podcast exactly mm -hmm. exactly because mm -hmm. otherwise we would not be doing this podcast right we're just worrying about what people was gonna think about what it they think, what they and thought, we was worrying what they about followers Mm -hmm. viewers mm -hmm. we don't we don't mm -hmm. worry about that and the mm -hmm. fact that we being that way we have supporters anyway. Exactly. So they gonna support you, yep. and the ones that don't don't matter. Yeah, because what's so, for you, what's for you is for you. It's exactly. a million people doing podcasts, but they not doing it like you. You know what I'm saying? Right. So even when Lena said the comparison to her sister, or because of the performing arts school that she went to, you in comparison with all these people. But what about being in, in I mean, comparison. You in competition with that or what you're seeing but what about the competition with yourself right because that's where i feel like we're supposed to be most competitive is trying to outbeat who we were yesterday you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying so constantly climbing that ladder to be better so like you said d fuck them i mean <laughs> it is what yeah, it is you know what i'm saying like mm -mm. And you got, and people gonna talk about you regardless so just live your life for sure 
And be okay with that. Be okay with people not liking mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. I know I have my solids no matter what. Mm-hmm. So. so thank you thank you for diving in now we're going to tell the listeners tell our audience what exactly is imposter syndrome nikki Mm -hmm. tap into like how you define it how would you if someone was clueless on even what it was about how would you explain it to them all right so this is funny to me, like slightly, right? Because when y'all asked me about uh, tapping in for this segment, I was like, imposter syndrome. This is like, in my mind, before, right? It was like, I would just think, oh, you trying to just be somebody that you not. But I had to take a step back and like really look like, oh, it's a lot deeper than that. And granted, I have like a whole history of mental health, behavioral health, intellectual disabilities, brain injury, and all of that. But I never really heard, and I'm being very transparent here because I don't care what people think about what I'm about to say. I never really heard the term imposter syndrome up until like last year, probably. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I was like, oh, I didn't really know it was like a formal thing behind that. So Mm -hmm. here I am thinking it might be one thing, but when I really looked into it, I'm like, oh, this is the everyday thing that people go through, you know, it's basically like just the in, inability to believe that you're capable of fulfilling the requirements of like a position or something, right? Or you having that mm-hmm. self-doubt about yourself because of, you know, you're stepping into something new and you don't feel like you're qualified. You don't feel like you have the ability to execute in this position, especially when you're comparing like okay well that person's really really good at it you know what i'm saying but i don't yeah. know if you and especially if you like faking the funk to be in something oh yeah it's going to be there for sure because mm-hmm. you know you was being fraudulent trying to get into this position and now you're mm-hmm. in this position so you're really <laughs> feeling all of the symptoms of imposter syndrome you know mm-hmm. that's one aspect of where you put yourself in that position right the other aspect is that I guess because of like family history or your environment, you have your own lack, you know, and that makes you believe like you're not good enough for something. And yeah. so, you know, it's just really questioning your own intellect, your own skills um, and your own abilities. Um, yeah, that's a great way to define it. I think mm-hmm. that's a clear way of getting people to understand that it's not about like um it's about you it's about how mm-hmm. you feel about you. Mm-hmm. it's not mm-hmm. someone calling you out or not being real it's about you calling yourself out basic yourself <laughs> out. Mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. have you experienced it i mean i think hell you maybe- yeah i mean i'm good i'm good at what i do but hell yeah, yeah. you know like mm-hmm. stepping into stepping into one of the positions i had um even as of recent, right? Like taking on a, right now, so I'm still, I'm working on a lot of things. I don't want to put too much out there, you know, but done some moving around. I've been doing some moving around and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So um, as a, as a dispatcher, right? So (laughs) I I I should actually write a book about the different things I've done in my life. Um, but being a dispatcher, um, 
you know, going into the position, I'm like, I'm coming from a whole mental health, social services background. Like, how do I even adapt to, you know, this environment? Being around other dispatchers who just look like they know exactly what they're doing. And, you know, it's almost like, okay, can I really do this? Like, am I going to learn what I need to learn at a quick enough pace so that I can execute like they're executing you know what I'm saying yeah um that's just one little smidget because then I have to reel myself back in like Nikki you you've been doing this like relax like (laughs) you know you got this you know what I'm saying you know you got this um but in my profession my profession of my career of 15 years doing social services from all different avenues, I definitely would say I experienced it there as well, you know, because even when I would try to go for a promotion at a job with a higher pay, a higher, a better title, um, I was always questioning my own self, like, can you really get into this position and demonstrate the abilities that will help you succeed at this position. You know what I'm saying? Because it comes with so much more responsibility. And am I mentally capable of doing that? Am I emotionally capable of doing that? You know, um, I went from hands-on to actually leading a team of people, even that, like starting to lead people, you know, like, do you have the ability to lead people? Are people going to look at you like you're a good role model? Am I boosting their confidence to reassure them in whatever imposter syndrome aspects they might be experiencing? You know what I'm saying? So, yes, I have experienced it. Um, And sometimes I I, I feel like at those times, too, like I have to remind myself or had to remind myself, like, for me, it's kind of fake. Like, that's how I have to tell myself. That's what I have to tell myself. Like, this is fake. Like, you're making this up. Because you know that you're good enough. You know what I'm saying? Don't allow somebody else to come in the space. And now you're questioning yourself. Now yeah. you're questioning. You know what I'm saying? So it's that. It's just that comparison, too. Like, I think that puts that high level of pressure on us, right? And from there, it's almost like, what do I do? How are they looking at me? You know what I'm saying? Are they looking at me like I'm stupid because I'm not catching on as quick as they may have caught on, you know? So you're just always questioning yourself. And then when people all around you, like I said, are just, you know, they look like they're great at what they do. You start to feel like you're inadequate, you know, but feelings are made up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Feelings are made up. The moment you feel it, you can also reverse it. You know what I'm saying? So like, you don't have to stay in that. You can shift that, but it's just, just a matter of how much belief you have in yourself to make guide your own mind to believe that you can overcome that and that those that the feeling that you're feeling in that moment is fake. But I also know that um, it's a mental health issue, you know, so it causes anxiety, it causes depression, it causes all of these um mental health issues that if you don't have the right tools and support and resources around you, you're going to be stuck in that. You know, it's almost like sometimes I feel guilty because 
I do have the resources. I do have the tools. And, you know, I try to make it my duty to do my my videos on Mondays. Right. Mm -hmm. To give back, to give back. So people know, like, one, you're not alone Two, Mm -hmm. if you're not able or you're afraid to reach out for therapy or to reach out and let somebody know, at least you're hearing like, man, this person understands what I'm going through and I don't even know them, you know. So maybe there is a little bit of hope for me. Mm-hmm. right so yeah. that's why I like doing that but um it's just a matter of like self yeah it's really a matter of self you know but it's unfortunate that you know some people just don't have the access or they feel they don't have the access right because they don't know how to go about it to get the support that they need or even to open their mouth and have the conversation about what's going on with them mm-hmm. when it comes to that uh high pressure environment of having imposter excuse me imposter syndrome you know yeah I was just gonna uh, say like from experience myself like even just coming into this job title media producer Mm -hmm. I had gotten hired for that position fresh out of being unemployed this would be my first time like even um having a position in media which to me is kind of it was similar to a jeering job I guess but the process of me getting hired for this company happened so fast that that like sent me into a panic attack because Mm -hmm. I was just kind of like what if they want to hire me I do not know how to write English was my worst subject in college and high school and it still is and like I'm black (laughs) unfortunately like that was something that I was like kind of struggling with and I was like I I'm not familiar with this this category that that Mm -hmm. I'm I'm put I'm putting myself into so um I was like am I going to be the only person in the room um that looked like me Mm. I was like researching the company like to see who, who who's on staff because I was just feeling like I'm black and I'm in this space and um, there, I just sometimes feel like they were just going to expect so much out of me. Mm-hmm. And I didn't feel strong enough to kind of present myself a lot of times. So, like, I would come in, like, in the, the beginning process, like, maybe the first couple of months, I would come into work happy, you know, put on this smile, try to be a team player, try to ask as many questions as possible, but then once I started settling into the job and I started looking at my peers who was also fresh, you know, into the mm-hmm. same situation or my colleagues, they, you know, seem to be rising to the occasion and I'm still learning. You know what I mean? And I kind of my other my other um one of the biggest things that I used to think about all the time is that I'm too old because I was like, mm. and a lot of my colleagues are like 21, 19, fresh out of college and stuff. So I would struggle with that a lot. I'm like, why would they want to hire my old ass? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and speaking mm-hmm. very negative and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not a therapist, but I would still talk to myself that way. So, you know, as I started moving around in different uh, different areas of the job, um, I started to get quiet. I stopped asking questions. I kind of would just isolate myself. I wouldn't even 
um, talk to talk to my coworkers because I just felt I, I probably isolated myself from the team, but I already didn't feel like I was a part of the team. And mm. I feel like a lot of that just interfered with just I mean that that kind of was rooted into me just not feeling confident about the position either way. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just self isolated myself from the group. It wasn't until we had like this big meeting with the company and. I felt like management was kind of like pushing me to the side and just speaking to the other people. And that's when I spoke up because I'm Mm. realizing like, okay, this isn't this, like, regardless if I don't like this position, I don't like what I'm dealing with. um, And I don't feel like I'm good enough. They're not even acknowledging that I'm here. Mm. (laughs) So, um, I had to like kind of rise to the occasion on my own and kind of just sit with those um, top heavy, you know, speak with management Mm -hmm. and speak with people um, to let them know, like, y'all were kind of starting my growth. (laughs) You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? As far as what I need from from y'all. And um, then I kind of started noticing, like, we have we have different schedules, like the company has different schedule and I'm on second shift. But I started noticing like my my peers who kind of started leaning like my teammates on second shift that would depend on me. Like, can you help me with this? And I was like, no. Like, you know, what I'm saying like, why do you think that I can help you with this? I don't know what I'm doing. But it kept happening. Like they kept coming to me like, Lena, we need this. Like, can you help me with this and help me with that? Now I'm growing. Now yeah. I'm getting the the type of training that I felt like I, I wasn't getting in the beginning of the of the job or the position that I received. But just interacting with people and feeling like they depend on me, I didn't think I could do that. Honestly, I didn't. I didn't think that my voice was loud enough. I didn't think I was good enough. But I recognize now, like my teammates, my night side teammates. They depend on me. They yeah, depend yeah. on me. And when I'm not at if when I'm not there, they like, why not? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. And um that kind of just make me feel good. But even though I know that this this part of that chapter is coming to an end, um, I'm figuring out what I'm about to do next and kind of moving into something else. I'm still struggling with imposter syndrome because mm. it's a new challenge. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can I do it? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I'm trying to encourage myself to go ahead and apply, go ahead and do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Because these opportunities are very limited. And mm-hmm. um, I've learned a lot from this, but it's time to move on. So you got to go through it. You got to go go mm-hmm. forward with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that this time once I, you know, start this new chapter of my life that I can still stay encouraged mm-hmm. and recognize what I learned and what I did wrong from this old position and just kind of make better habits and mm-hmm. better try to come up with better solutions this time yeah. because I spent a lot of time feeling not good enough in this mm-hmm. position and that kind of just prolonged a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of things for me you know mm-hmm. what I mean yeah, yeah. And and yeah. um, that happened in college. That happened mm. in high school. You know what I'm saying? Like that imposter syndrome is very powerful, and we've got to find a way to like kind of. Um, my battery about to die. Hold on, I got to plug up my laptop. But we got to find a way to to work through it, work past it. You know, so like surrounding myself with you 
and mm-hmm. Nikki. And mm-hmm. then like the my best thing to do when I'm feeling weak is either stay in my apartment and watch Tubi movies <laughs> or go to my parents. And and go go where I am loved. Go with yeah. my friends. Mm-hmm. Go with my cousins. Mm-hmm. Find something that keeps me passionate. The gym, that's my boo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The gym loves me. So um, I just go to places where I'm loved. You know, mm-hmm. and that just makes me feel good. You know, breaking. You broke your own silence, though. So like, that's one of the one of the main things that you have to step into first. Like. You said you cre- basically created your own silence, right? Because you kind of mm-hmm. shied away, but then you broke your own silence when you recognized, like, you working with all these people and yeah. they're not even acknowledging you. Oh, yeah. y'all gonna know I'm here. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know what I'm you. saying? So they heard you. In your silence, they heard you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But you mm-hmm. broke your own silence. So, like, that's you stepping out of that imposter syndrome. I think we're always gonna have a little bit of sprinkle a little bit over there sprinkle a little bit over there every time you step into something new right mm-hmm. but once I think you get into the swing of something like the more you keep acknowledging that the imposter syndrome is present the excuse me the quicker you the quicker you notice the imposter syndrome is taken over you have the opportunity to shift that and because you already know you broke your own silence in having imposter syndrome at one point, the same thing is going to follow you. Like you said, taking what you learn, you know what I'm saying? And as you're going into something new, you can apply it there so that you don't make the same mistakes or you don't even feel mm-hmm. the same way that you fe- you felt at one point at the previous position. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And using those tools in your next chapter. That's mm-hmm. what this is, like mm-hmm. understanding mm-hmm. what those tools are so that mm-hmm. you're not repeating these habits mm-hmm. and talking about this and learning more about it. Now you can go and educate it mm-hmm. and recognize yep. it sooner. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I've had imposter syndrome, but I kind of I kind of had a reverse version of it going in overly confident and having the mm-hmm. of feeling qualified in a situation where I wasn't you know and I and you know it's kind of a mixed it's a mixed thing because they say go reach for the stars Mm -hmm. don't doubt yourself you know even though you don't think you're quite qualified apply for it anyway Mm -hmm. and have confidence in yourself to know that you can do that job but you also have to be mindful of understanding what exactly it is you want. Mm -hmm. Do you actually want that responsibility? Mm -hmm. Are you ready for that responsibility? You're taking Mm -hmm. on something that you might not quite feel qualified for, but you're going to, you know, hope for the best and, Mm -hmm. you know, think your skills are going to magically appear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I would have this this false sense of skill set because I've been... A overachiever all my life. I've, you know, mm-hmm. I've always been an honor roll student or a straight A student, joining all the clubs. I was very involved in high school, and you know, tried to be a great college student. I was on scholarships, so it was important to keep my grades up. And so, getting out of college, you think you're the best at everything because that's how you mm-hmm. lived your trajectory, and mm-hmm. then you step into the real world, and it's like where you were the top student here, you're in a room mm-hmm. full of other top students. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so you're at base level. And so I had a false sense of like, I am the best person for this job because I've been the best at everything that I do. And mm. that was unrealistic. And mm. so going in with that mindset, thinking I knew everything already, I wasn't mm-hmm. utilizing resources to get better because I already yeah. thought I had it under control. Mm-hmm. And you have to remember that those resources are there to help you and people are there to help you. And mm-hmm. you get complacent thinking that you know mm. everything. And so that was a big part of like shifting from one department I was in to another department where I had more responsibility and subjectively thinking I'm doing great, but outside Mm. they're like, no, you could be doing better. Mm. And I'm like, I'm overly confident. Like, man, you're just, you know, you kind of overreacting. It's just two different opinions, Mm -hmm. but no, I had to take heed and understand that no, um, there's always room for improvement. There's mm-hmm. always room for improvement. You don't have to mm-hmm. go in thinking you know everything. And um, it could hold you back. Not yeah. thinking that you're uh, someone that should be taking advice um, just because you have your, you think you got your degree and you know every fucking thing. Like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And so going into my next chapter, I'm definitely going to have a mindset of, not getting complacent and staying hungry. Like, you know, you get hungry when you're unemployed and you 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 craft your resume and you put everything about yourself and you really market yourself and you take this course and you take that course and you um you try to learn everything and do all the research and then once you reach your goal, you just kind of simmer out and your hustle dies down because you think yeah. you've reached your goal. But now mm-hmm. That's, mm-hmm. that, I feel like that's a form of imposter syndrome, thinking that you've mm-hmm. reached your goal. That's not real. It's not mm-hmm. about reaching the goal. It's about that journey right. of constantly hustling. Mm-hmm. You know, if I get to my next mm-hmm. place like where I want to be, I'm not going to be like, oh, thank you, God. This is it. And I'm that's it. I'm good. No, mm-hmm. that's when the work probably should really start starting. Right. Okay, What's I'm next? here. How mm-hmm. can I be of value? How mm-hmm. can I go on and above? Because I used to mm-hmm. have this like mindset, like, man, they doing too much. They're going above and beyond. I'm doing my job because this is enough. Mm-hmm. No, I have that hustle mentality mm-hmm. while also understanding what I want. Because I think mm-hmm. it's easier to have that hustle mentality when you're doing what you enjoy. Mm-hmm. When right. you're doing what you want to do. Because I think mm-hmm. that's, a, that's another part of my complacency was that I wasn't really wanting to be where I was at so I mm-hmm. wasn't really grinding mm-hmm. so I didn't feel like doing it probably mm-hmm. so my next thing is to be intentional about where I go and make sure mm-hmm. that I'm doing what I want so it's mm-hmm. not a problem to hustle because I'm enjoying mm-hmm. it and mm-hmm. things will and happen you hustling for you you hustling for you absolutely you're not hustling absolutely. for somebody else absolutely that, that, we are so many people in the world who do that right like right. I will never knock a nine to five because I have one myself, you know what right. I'm saying? But at the same time, the way that I look at it, it's like you're hustling for somebody else to a very high degree. Like, what about your passion and your desires? Like, so you're coming in here, you won, you faking the funk, right? You're not mm-hmm. happy here. You have an imposter syndrome because you're trying to uh, fulfill the needs of this position and you, mm-hmm. you're feeling inadequate, right? Right. Why haven't you tapped into your 
own your inner abilities like what is it that brings joy to you like right why haven't you put some focus and energy and time into that the way you going hard and hustling hard for someone else we all need to be doing that for ourselves and whether that's for a job the gifts that we have or just your own self-care your own mental health like we have to turn that back inwards to us right we have to find that mm -hmm. outlet so this mm-hmm. kind of transitions into what we want to ask next about, like, how do you focus on your confidence? Is there any, like, tangible things that you do to zero in on that confidence and amplify that confidence about yourself? Sure do. Give us some tips. Give us sure some do. I have a morning routine, okay? Mm-hmm. I do not allow anybody interfere with that to interfere with that morning routine. My phone is ringing. I'm not answering it. You're texting me. I'm not answering it. I have certain things that I do in the morning time that if I don't do it, I feel weird throughout the day because that I've adapted to implementing that particular routine every morning. So before right. I even get out the bed, I turn on YouTube and I find like a godly motivation video to listen to. Now, I'm not going to lie. It has to be like 10 to 12 minutes because I lose focus <laughs> I do. I I will lose focus after like that 10 minute, 12 minute mark. I'm starting to wander. Right. But I always have to reel myself back in if it is a longer segment. From there, I'm spending my time with God. I'm just praying, um, just being in gratitude, you know, thanking God for what I have, because people always forget to be appreciative of what we have. We always want, 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 want. And it's like we have to pay attention to what we already have, you know, Um. From there, I go and I do a 10-minute meditation, put my headphones on, I meditate for 10 minutes. From there, I'm spending 10 minutes, like five to 10 minutes stretching. Um, From there, I'm I'm writing in my journal. No, before I write in my journal, I have a list of 10 things that I manifest every morning. I'll say them um, three times, and then I'll go into writing. And then, of course, I make sure I have my tea with me in the morning. have my tea while I'm writing in my journal, you know, and I don't have like a certain flow for my journal. It's just whatever my mind, it can take me in 30 different directions. Yeah, I slept good last night, but I'm wondering about this chicken uh, biscuit I'm about to eat. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mm-hmm. What else? Could I have so many things planned today, but just letting the words flow from my mind to, yeah. you know, the pen and let it do what it's going to do. Um mm-hmm. I also listen to a lot of motivational speakers. I like listening to like Eric Thomas. I like listening to Jim Rohn. I like listening to Tony Gaskins. Um, Like I get so much from them, so much, right? That when I was living in in Georgia and Atlanta and I was working at that brain injury program, when when I put my two weeks notice in, right? My last day there, these people put together a whole jeopardy game about me and it highlighted all of the things that I enjoyed and it was a reflection of how I contributed to them so in in the jeopardy it was like you know who who are the people that Nicole likes to listen to when she comes in in the morning like where does she get her motivation from aside from God and like they knew all these answers you know what I'm saying so like one that's showing me that I am impacting people the way that I hope and pray for on a regular basis, you know, so that even in itself gives me confidence because it reminds me that I'm just in the right position at the right time. And 
as I'm able to give to others, they're giving it right back to me because I'm giving them a piece of myself and they're showing me and giving me that piece of me right back. Like they're taking from me, but yeah. they're giving it right back by showing me like, hey, we heard you and we're yeah. trying to do some of the things that you have left us with, you know? So just creating that morning routine for myself has impacted my mornings alone. Like it sets the tone for my day. You know right. what I'm saying? Um, making sure, like I said, I have my tea, making sure that I take myself out every once in a while. Um, mm -hmm. This is self-care, but also like the confidence because I think too, like people, People get lonely, you know, yeah. but they don't recognize that being alone is okay because that's when you get to spend a lot of the time with yourself to learn who you really are so that when you're placed in certain type of situations or environments, you know how you're going to show up because you're in tune and aligned with yourself. Right. You know, um, in addition to this, like imposter syndrome aspect, like a friend of mine just sent me a clip the other day. And it was, it was the, um, the Jeezy, the Jeezy interview. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. it was just, a, it was just a clip of it. Right. And she was like, well, what are your thoughts on it? And I was like, yo, people struggle with being authentic. So then, they, they, so they're afraid of looking in their own mirror to really look into who they are to see that they've been operating from a fraudulent position or manner within themselves. If you would take the time to address who you are, you can then start rebuilding your own confidence because now you're releasing and shedding who you think you are or who you thought you was mm -hmm. and you're coming into yourself, mm -hmm. you know? So I feel like in doing that, which I was able to do that, I feel like I've always been like a genuine and authentic person, but there were some things about me that I had to tap in and look in the mirror and you know, release those layers that no longer served me. And from there, it was like you're stripping away this identity that you thought was you. And now you get to like build your own confidence from the ground up because you're seeing you for you. So mm -hmm. taking time out for myself as well to like, you know, just reflect on where I once was compared to where I am, compared yeah. to where I'm going because <laughs> God got me. And yeah. um, that's, that's where I got, I have get a lot of my confidence from too. Just the reassurance of, um, you know, God putting me in certain situations or putting me in certain rooms. All right. So, uh, Sippers, we're going to cut this interview short because we know that you are enjoying it, but you'll have to stay tuned for next week to listen to the conclusion of this episode. So again, Thank you all for listening to the imposter syndrome episode part one. Stay tuned for part two. Yes, come back. Don't miss out on the end. <laughs> Bye.